Hey there, and thank you so much for listening to the Big Time Talker Podcast. We're on the Blog Talk Radio Network, live and nationwide from our studios here in Washington, D.C. I'm Burke Allen, and the podcast brought to you by our friends at SpeakerMatch.com, the world's largest online virtual speakers bureau. Sure, most presentations, most conferences are off in 2020, at least in person, so things have shifted virtually. If you're a meeting planner or you're a speaker and you need to wrestle that to the ground, visit with my friends at SpeakerMatch.com and find out how to get yourself back and engaged in that world. And Felicia Searcy is one of those folks that usually speaks all over the place. She's uh, often found in front of big audiences talking about how to live the life of your dreams, but like most of us, Her dreams have shifted somewhat uh, in the wake of COVID-19, and yet she still is all about helping people develop that roadmap to clarity and confidence. And boy, with this thing dragging on and on, that's something we all need. So we're happy to talk with Felicia today. Felicia, um, I'm I'm hoping you've got some positivity for us. How are you doing? (laughs) I'm good. How about you, Bert? Everybody is safe and healthy, and we're doing okay. We're, you know, we're adjusting. We're months into this thing, and... I, you know, I don't know about you, but early on, people said, well, what do you think is going to happen? I said, oh, you know, this is going to be tough, but we're all going to hunker down. And, you know, I think in a couple of months, we'll, it'll all come back out. And, boy, it's not looking that way, huh? Yeah, it's an interesting uh, dynamic, right, an interesting phenomenon that I, you know, in fact, I was just having this conversation with a couple of friends of mine and my husband recently that, you know, there was a period of time where we were in a holding pattern, right, just waiting for it to go away and make it through, make it through. Yep. And and I know that this too shall pass, all things change, and at the same time, um, I think that there's an element of invitation of coming to um, a level of acceptance that this is what it is right now. We have no idea how long it's going to last. When we do come out of it, how are things going to be different? What are people going to be willing to do? What's safe? What's socially responsible? So how do we now create a thriving life as things are the way they are right now rather than um, staying in that holding pattern? Because whenever we're in a holding pattern, you're basically holding your breath and you're not able to be fully present for the life that is for us um, right now. And so I, I, I know my own conversation, the conversation that I've been having the honor, you know, the people that I work with, it's okay. What can we do where we are with what we have here? It is. How do we continue to live a thriving life now and not wait for that? Because you will never get this time back again. So, you know, you're somebody that, that for a living, you maximize others' potential. You're what's called a, a results expert, uh, in, in, as much in human capital as anything else. And so in a time where so many of us have self-doubt and there's fear and, you know, I could go on and on and on because everything has been turned upside down. I wonder whether you personally are crazy busy now because so many people need to get that reset or have things come to a grinding halt for you because people are, are sort of like, you know, turtles and they're hiding inside their shells. What's going on in your world? It's a great question. So they've definitely not come to a grinding halt. Um, they've like everybody else, um, they've shifted. And, and the conversation that I'm in with people is to understand that, you know, every single one of us has a dream. How do I know that? Because we're breathing. 
and we are we are uh, expansive beings. We are created to create. It's it's in our DNA that um, fundamentally who we are are creators. That we are uh, created to expand beyond anything that we've ever known for ourselves. Growth and transformation is built into us, and and it's not a respecter of conditions. It's not a respecter of time. It doesn't look around and say, oh, okay, now is not a good time for you to be growing or expanding or to be thinking about something new, um, new possibilities. The 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 human tendency is when we're in something like this is to hunker down. Um, and say, okay, now's not the time. And now's the time more than ever. You know, we've, people, ha- people have time on their hands. People are um, in situations where they're being asked to shift and change the way that they're doing things. Right. And so the, the work that I've been doing is help people understand that um, we are, it, it, Burke, it's breathtaking how powerful we are. It's breathtaking how creative we are and how strong and resilient. The human nature is indescribably powerful. And it's situations like this that will um, invite us into discovering exactly who we really are. It's not preferred. I mean, nobody said, hey, I want this, right? That, and, and, it's, and it's remarkably tragic. Um, for uh, a, a large number of people that, you know, I know that people are really suffering. They're really struggling. They've lost loved ones. Um, and if, if we could collectively understand just the depth of our power and our capacity to allow this to bring us into whole new levels of awarenesses, whole new levels of creativity, both um, in our individual lives and collectively, um, it really does have the power to transform us at depth. And that's what's happening with my people. The, the people that I have the honor of working with that are still coming to me, um, you know, they're, they're realizing, wow, I really need to do something different, that this is so sp- shining the spotlight on places in my life where I became complacent or, or they're just no longer available. What do I do? And they're people who are not wanting to curl up and let this thing get them, let this thing beat them, so to speak. But to get help with, how do I enter into this new world in a way that's not just surviving, but that I'm actually growing and expanding and um, and thriving as I bring my next level of contribution? Because the people I have the honor of working with are deeply committed to bringing a contribution to the people around them and the world at large. And so um, it's understanding that the, the force of life that's moving through us, it's always there. Our creativity, our ingenuity, our capacity to rise beyond anything that's in our current circumstances, that doesn't take a vacation. That doesn't go into shelter in place. That doesn't get quarantined. That's always there. And that's what people are wanting to tap into right now. And I'm thrilled. I'm absolutely, I'm not thrilled that the circumstances have pushed us into this. I am thrilled where it's taking some people, not everybody. It's kind of like the worst, best thing for some people, if they're willing and able to lean into that. You know, I can see that. And, and it's very cliche, but you know, the old, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. I've seen 
instance after instance of that where people have sort of reinvented who they are and what they do and how they go about it. And by the way, uh, Felicia Searcy is uh, a results expert. This is what she does. She she helps people and, and was doing this way before COVID uh, to maximize their own potential. I, I wonder, just as, as a point of inspiration, if there might be one or two uh, folks that you work with or folks that you've learned about who've been able to to really take this and make lemonade out of these big old lemons that uh, have been dumped on the world? Yeah, quite a few of my folks. So um, it, it's been a real opportunity for people to lean in. And um, so I've got one in particular who, um, you know, her name is Kelly and uh, who has – had a deep desire to help people organize their knowledge and and bring it forward in order to serve other people, you know, organize their content, so to speak, organize their message. And she was doing other things and, and successful in, in doing those other things. And as a result of what's happening here, more and more people are coming to her asking for her help in order um, for her to, be, uh, for them to be able to, share their brilliance, their message, you know, the, the thing that impacts them. And so she's made herself available for that. She's allowed herself to consider, wow, I can really do this and I can really help people with this. And, and she's building out a business with it. Um, I have another woman who's um, uh, an alternative healthcare practitioner and she was rolling along. She was doing okay. Um, and as a result of this, she got super clear around what is it that she uniquely brings that, uh, um, she hasn't seen with anybody else that will help people not only in their physical health, but their mental, emotional, and spiritual health. And as you know, together, you know, we've stared down the fears. People won't want to do this. Who do I think I am? And, and within the six months that we've really poured energy into this, you know, well, five, whenever, whenever we went into shelter in place, I know I'm in California, it was like March 15th. Right. Um, you know, so whatever the period, whatever this period of time is, and she really was able to pivot and, and not like, you know, she had a day or so pulling the covers over her head but understood that, you know, there's something powerful for her to bring. There's a powerful contribution that this situation is um, causing her to see it in a whole new light. She has doubled her business compared to what she was doing before wow. just within this five or six months. Now, the thing I want everybody to hear, it's not, well, what were they doing? It must be the, um, the area or the field. It's not that it's, what is it that's mine to bring? How deeply do I believe that this will make an impact? Who do I need to become in order to be the person to bring this forward? And then what are the action steps? But it's putting it on and owning it first. And the other thing is understanding that there is a power moving through us, that indescribable life force that animated each one of us, that's waking us up to more of who we are created to be, more of what is ours to bring, more of what, of what is ours to do. And when we really lean in in a situation like this, like what we're, we're in right now, we, we're aware to what's seeking to wake up inside of us in order for us to grow even more into the even more magnificent person that you already are in order to bring that next level of contribution that's yours to bring. 
You know, it's interesting that you say that because this uh, this summer I had a class reunion that, of course, was postponed because of, of COVID-19. But we all got together online virtually and, and have had some telephone conversations. And, uh, you know, it's it's neat to see folks that that came from very challenging uh, circumstances as kids, you know, kids that grew up in extreme poverty, kids that, that certainly came out fighting with one hand tied behind their back. And here we are decades later, and some of them have done incredibly well for themselves. Uh, and, and you go, man, I would never have thought that that would happen to that, that guy or that lady. Um, so sometimes I would imagine a big part of what you do is help people get out of their own way and take those blinders off. That's it. You know, and it's interesting as you, you know, you talk about that because that was me. You know, I grew up in one of those environments that people would look at and and, and I, there, there, there was nothing or very little. Let me let me say this, that there were elements, but there were a lot of elements growing up where if people see where I am now, there's like a major disconnect. And right. And so one of the things that I learned in order now to help other people with this is, um, again, accessing this power, understanding um, just how loved and resourced we are by this universal intelligence, and that we can actually harness the good from that, that there's so much good that comes out of that, that there's a strength, there's a resilience, there's an, uh, an awareness of who you really are, that you're so much bigger than any um, outside factor condition, that there's a power moving through us that's bigger than any outside factor and condition, and that your past does not define you, but there's there's um, there's amazing gold and uh, profound wisdom that you can glean from those experiences that you can now bring uh, figuratively, metaphorically, and sometimes literally as medicine to the people around you, to the people around all of us. So our, our, you know, um, the thing we wouldn't wish upon anybody, but what we, the results we would want for everybody, that's what people get to bring, right? That's what people get to demonstrate to the people around them that, you know, if I can do this, you can do this. And not from a place of, uh, ego or, um, you know, being egotistical or arrogant, but from a, a deep place of humility of as I do this and I prove that every single one of us is capable, I take a stand for you and see that, yeah, we're all in a really difficult human experience, that this is it's not fun. I mean, you know, this is not sugarcoating it and rainbows and unicorns kind of things that it's you know, it's there. There are some real challenges around this. And even in the midst of challenges, um, to really own the gifts that are coming forward. And here's the thing that you, you know, as you said, Burke, that you see people that came from really difficult backgrounds. Every single one of us have had those challenging times. There's not a single one of us that has escaped pain and a challenging time. And if every single one, every single person listening to this could think back to one of those times, I mean, you know, pick one kind of thing and really notice, really be aware of um, what you took from that, the gifts that you gained from that, the, the growth that you've now brought into other areas of your life. 
that can be such a powerful exercise because it shows you, even in the midst of really hard life stuff, not only did I make it through, but wow, look at what it did for me. Look at what it taught me. And look at what I was now able to, where I was able to apply it in order to create something even better next time. Felicia Searcy is our, our guest today, and we're talking about getting through these tough times. She's a results expert, um, and you can find her online at FeliciaCircy.com. Uh, Felicia, when when you work with someone and they come to you and they say, you know, look, I'm, I'm really stuck and I can't get from, from point A to point B, is it more important to to sort of get your mindset right and to have that dream and, and that desire to want to make that change? Or is it more important to really have – sort of a roadmap. Look, if you're going to reinvent yourself, you got to be able to do A, B, and C. you got to know where you're going. So which is more important, the dream or the roadmap? Well, I don't know if it's more important as it is the order, that there's an order to it. Okay. And it's a great question. So, so people come to me. So the first step is to be aware of those stirrings, right? It takes such courage to even say, I want something different because we've been so trained to just you know, um, resign, not even accept, but resign ourselves to what is. It's just the way it is. It's the, it's the hand that life dealt me. So um, it, it's just, I'm always in so much awe and admiration when people start waking up to those those nudges of dissatisfaction, nudges of discontent, that they, they and especially when they've got a really good life, right? And, and they notice, wow, ugh, you know, I know it's good. I know I should be grateful, but, you know, there's just something. There's something stirring. And the something stirring is life, you know, because life is never done with us. Life is always inviting us into a more expanded version of ourselves and, and who we are meant to be and who we're meant to grow into. So the first step is just start paying attention to when you start bumping up those edges um, against those edges of dissatisfaction or discontent. Then to start bringing that and start playing in the playground of the most powerful question that we can work with. And this is that vision that you're talking about to really come into the vision to what is seeking expression through you. And by means of you, the most powerful question that we can work with is the question of what would I love? What would I love? What would I love to do? What would I love to have? What would I love to give? What would I love to be? understanding that it is love itself seeking a richer, freer, fuller expression by means of you and your dream. And you really start letting that take form. You really start playing in the playground of your imagination. And if, if I really could, if I really could do this, what is it that I would love to create for myself? And you start creating those images because the thing about it is we've all been given this superpower and our superpower is our capacity to consciously create images in the faculty of our imagination. Images where nothing in our world gives us evidence that we can do that, that it, we do not have permission or evidence in our world that we can do that. That's that greater expression of you that's starting to wake up and, and, and invite you to consider that, that you really are capable of doing that. So the work that I do is number one, help people really get in touch with where are the places that you're feeling the pinch in your life. And if they're, if they're working toward an initiative and they're stuck to work with that image first. So if this, you know, if, if we had a magic wand and it all worked out, 
what is it that you would love to create? Right. And really see the images. And then here's the other piece with this is to begin to start seeing yourself as the person who actually achieved it, that you start building an identification with it. It's not even, you know, I don't use the word mindset a whole lot because it's like going into the Empire State Building and going up to the 50th floor and getting out on the platforms and, oh, my gosh, this is beautiful, but not realizing you've got, I think there's like 58 more floors above you. I think somebody said there's 108 floors in the Empire State Building. Yeah. That it's an element of it, but it's, it's your whole being. So once you get the image, now you're literally putting it on. You're 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 identifying it with it because again we will never outperform the way we see ourselves you have to literally see yourself in that light you have to be able to increase your capacity to allow more good to come to you you have to train yourself to let more success let more money let more love let more freedom let more fulfillment you have to learn how to let more of that into your life. And so there's a whole process with that. Then as you're doing that, you think different and you see ideas, see opportunities and hear ideas that have been there all along. They, you just don't have access to them thinking from, I think this is what I can do. And from the same old, same old, it's from that state of awareness that we then begin to put a plan in place. So, so it's not an either or, but, but the image and the identification has to start. It's never going to be 100%, but it has to start because that will then drive um, your actions and it will also in, uh, determine which ones you will be willing to take. Because if you somebody gives you an idea for an action that's beyond the way you see yourself or the way somebody else sees you, you know, because you can borrow somebody else's belief in you, you will not take the action, or even if you do take the action, you won't take it with the confidence and boldness required and the consistency required to really change your results. You know, with the the, the pandemic, lots of folks, uh, myself included, have begun working from home. You know, I have a, a nice office, Allen Media Strategies, and and a nice conference room, and and uh, folks that normally work out of that office, and I've had them all at home for the last uh, many, many months. Sounds like you may be working at home now, too. I heard your guard dog there. I am so sorry. That's all right. That's all right. And and we're all dealing with that kind of stuff, but you know what? What we've all learned is we can work from home, and we can get all this done, and maybe we don't necessarily need the, the trappings of our life that were there before, um, th- that we thought all along, oh, you got to have uh, the nice conference room and you got to have the reception area and you got to have these things. And in fact, we can have that balance if we're open to it and we can hang out with the kids at home and take the dog for a walk. And you know what? Still get uh, our jobs done. But but let me turn it for you, and I'm going to give you a tough one, okay? I can't let you off the, the bat without giving you a tough one. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. What if, if someone loved their work before? It was their yeah. dream gig, and then it's gone. You know, I think about uh, people who are, are singers, who are performers that are used to, to, to performing, and all concerts are off indefinitely right now. Or, you know, folks that, that entertain the theater, Broadway is close to at least early next year. What if you had that dream gig and you're no longer able to do it? Then what, Felicia? Then what? Yeah, and, and believe me, this one I understand because, it's again, it's interesting. I was just, just having this conversation with somebody today because I 
thrive on speaking in person. I love putting my hands on people. I love the energy. I mean, I'm one of those crazy people who love walking down the terminal in the airport and just feeling the energy of people. Right. Um, and I and I just did a virtual event and we did it, you know, virtually. And and I'm I'm with you, Burke, that there was, you know, a part of it, oh, I just wish I was here in person. And the thing about it is, is that this is what we got, right? This this is our situation. It's our circumstances. And so it, it causes us that the invitation for any of us is to cause ourselves to reach down deep and discover the things that do bring us alive in the current circumstance um, and to cause ourselves to bring our focus there. Because at any given moment, we can put our attention on whatever it is that we want to put our attention on. And this is, again, this is not doing a spiritual bypass. This is not sugarcoating. You know, it's none of that. It's acknowledging this is the situation. I am going to have my moments of a temper tantrum or sadness or frustration or whatever it may be. And, and I'm going to come back and remember that I am sourced in an indescribable way and that I am created to thrive. And I think this is the thing for all of us to really hear, that our natural state of being, it may not be normal, but our natural state of being is one of thriving, which means there is a way for us to thrive no matter where we are. It just, it, it invites us to become even more creative, even more um, um, open and receptive to, okay, here are ways that I can do it, even in this situation, as I'm waiting for our world. I don't, I, I'm not going to say get back to normal, because I don't think we're ever going to go back to where we were before, but for it to settle out in whatever this new iteration is. And so to just pay attention to those elements that do bring you alive currently where you are. I tell you, one of the things that I'm learning um, as I'm doing what I'm doing virtually, I realized how dependent I was on being in person. And it's now inviting me to learn how to connect with people from a whole new dimension and in a whole new way that does not require me to be in person. And it's actually allowing me to serve um, in a much broader way, like, you know, again, in my uh, virtual event, I had people, you know, I had people come in from Europe, I had people come in from Canada, um, all over the U.S., people that would not have gotten on an airplane and come out to L.A. Sure. So it's that, it's that, it's that recognition, this is not my preference. Again, we're not denying or doing a spiritual bypass. This is not about, you know, being so positive to pretending that, uh, we're not having a human experience. And even in the human experience, realizing, okay, there is a different way to do this. So let me let me dig down and and be open and receptive to ways that absolutely bring me alive. So I can thrive now, not wait until this is all over. But I can thrive now because one of the things I keep bringing people back to, we will never get this time back again, never in all of eternity. It doesn't matter that we're in this situation. Time is still marching on. We don't get that back. Yeah. And it's it's not a respecter of pandemics or, you know, whatever the situation is. And so I can spend this time being really angry and frustrated and pouting and wishing it were different. 
and to never get this time back again. Or I can give myself permission to have that human experience, get, you know, get some love and support with it, and then dig in and say, I'm going to do this day anyway. I woke up. I'm going to do this day anyway. Who am I going to be and how am I going to do it? Do the day in a way that really honors the life that I've been given and really allows me to bring a level of contribution and joy to myself and to the people around me. I like it. And I agree. I'll tell you, in my own personal experience, I've learned, uh, and you have to always learn from every experience. I've learned that since I'm not traveling as much for work, I'm not you know, sort of hustling through airports all the time and on layovers and, and taking all that time to get the rental car and all that, I, I am incredibly more productive. Um, although I'm, I'm not bouncing around the country a lot. So you got to take the good with the bad, I guess. Hey, Felicia Searcy is uh, our guest today. And as we wrap up, I want to tell you, if, if you, you've been putting your dreams on hold because you, you think, man, this is a horrible time for the world or I don't have the time, I don't have the energy, I don't have the money, um, Felicia's doing something pretty cool on her website. She actually is doing complimentary calls to, to sort of help you do a mental reset. And uh, if you would, as we wrap up, can you tell people how that works? Yeah. So yes, go to my website, FeliciaCersey.com. Thank you, Burke. I really appreciate it. And, um, um, there's a place to sign up to, uh, book a call with me and, you know, we just spend 30 minutes where I would just listen to where you are, just pour love into you and help you get some clarity, um, build a bigger believing that whatever's coming alive in you absolutely if it's if if you're thinking it up, there's that in you that knows how to bring it forward. You and you're thinking right now don't know how, but I'll help you discover that in you that does know how, and then we'll establish you know your first couple of steps and get you going. My gift, it's my way of serving people where they're at right now. I love that. Giving back. That's what it's all about. Felicia Cersei, thank That's you. It. Thank you for the positivity. I needed it. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you, Burke. This is great. I appreciate it. And thank you for listening wherever you are, whatever you're doing today. Make it a great day. Thanks to our sponsors, speakermatch.com. And uh, listen, the Blog Talk Radio Network, we love you. We couldn't be here without you. Wherever you are, whatever you do, go out and make it a great day. And thank you for listening. Bye, everybody. <laughs>